Hey everyone, and welcome to the first ever Redeeming Identity podcast, where we empower sons and daughters of the perfect father to live from their true core God-given identity. Hey, Scott. What's up, Aaron? Let's just have a conversation. I think that's the best plan. This is the Redeeming Identity Podcast. We're here in Campbell Studios. We've got our own mascots here. Uh, they they might interrupt from time to time. If you hear uh, if you hear a two year old and a three year old in the background, it's fine. So, but I'm glad you're here, Aaron. I really am. I've been excited about this. I've, I've uh, been praying about it, and I'm I'm thankful that you wanted to include me on it. So, yeah. Man. yeah. So, well, this is the Redeeming Identity Podcast. This is um, a scary thing for me to step into, but I'm excited. Um, I'm going to be sharing my story with with you and and hopefully with a few other people. So, yeah, when you uh, were first talking about the Redeeming Identity podcast, it's a it's a it's an interesting name. There's a lot of uh, a lot of nuance there. What is the what is the Redeeming Identity Podcast, Aaron? So the Redeeming Identity Podcast, and my prayer for it, and the vision is a place of grace and truth. A place of grace and truth. Okay. Where sons and daughters of God, the perfect Heavenly Father, will be empowered to live out their true God-given identity. A true God-given identity. So that's not what the world or not what somebody else tells you. Well, yeah, because we're, we're, we're living in this weird time where it's um, uh, you, you are whatever you say you are. You are whatever your feelings are. You are um, whatever your temptations are. Mm-hmm. And we've also lived in this weird society where people are... Um, encouraging it mm-hmm. it's, it's not even it's not even that condemning con- condemnation is, is not the answer that's not what i'm saying i'm not saying that it should be condemned but i'm saying is we're actually encouraging this behavior yeah. certain behaviors now and, and behaviors and an identity that is not what god designed this to be and and actually that's nothing new you know i love there's a scripture in it's in Ecclesiastes, and it talks about there being nothing new under the sun. Yeah, I believe and, that. And it's that everything's been tried, you know, yeah. everything's been done. And so I'll just share personally that the reason why this podcast exists is because I understand the struggle. And that's, that's kind of going to be my next question is why why you yeah why did why did god pick you to do this podcast sometimes i don't i don't uh think he should have right sometimes i sell myself short and say you know uh there's a story about moses (laughs) god's trying to send moses to let the people of israel who are enslaved by this Pharaoh king of Egypt to, 
hey, you go, you talk to the Pharaoh, Moses, I'm sending you like the bush, uh, you're in front of this burning. So there's power here. I'm sending you go talk to them. Oh, not me. (laughs) Couldn't speak. And, and and God eventually literally had to let Aaron speak for him. Huh, Aaron? Um, <laughs> oh, there you go. You know, I think God just gave you your answer right here <laughs> as we're so, recording. Um, yeah. You know, and so it's this interesting thing because Moses, even if you look at, he struggled with his identity at that moment. Because, you know, it's interesting you talk about the culture nowadays and, and I think about... <clears throat> Well, think about the label that Moses tried to put on himself or that the Egyptians tried to put on Moses, which was murder, right? right. They tried to put uh, murder on him. So I guess my question for you, not trying to just jive right in there, but yeah. what is the identity yeah, that the redeeming. enemy has tried to assign you? You're, so, you're redeeming identity. Yeah. We know you're a child of God, but what's the aden- identity the enemy has tried to convince you of? So, and, and why this is a now thing and why me is that I've struggled with the identity of homosexual, uh, feminine. Um, I, I can very easily see that if I was growing up now, I would think I'm a girl and I'm just a boy born in the wrong body. That that would probably be something I would be wrestling with because it all stems from the same place. And I, and I do not envy our children. Um, yeah. And I think about, for me, you know, 30, 34, about to be 35, you know, for me and, and even for you, Scott, you know, we didn't have this much of an onslaught being thrown in our face. No, no, not at all. Um, and that's, uh, man, it's got to be hard to, to sit on a recording and, and say, especially with today's society, saying, why don't you just be yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, you know? And, and you know what's crazy? Yeah. Is I don't know how many people have told that to me. Um, so here you and I are, we're followers of Christ, right? Yeah. And we talk about this in our group sometimes on Tuesday nights that deals with sexual brokenness in men, sexual addiction, sexual addiction, yeah. straight up. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about there not being a safe place and, you know, it is extremely rare. And, and you even told me that this is the first, that that's the first time in any group that you've been like, Wow. Like this feels like church. This feels real. What, what I think what it is, is it's uh, a place where you can be completely honest. And I mean, uh, um, as a man, right. And, and if they're, you know, I'm not isolating just men here, but I, I can only speak from my perspective as a man. <clears throat> There's a, a certain. uh and there's just a, a certain urge to project this strength mm-hmm. that I can overcome anything by myself. I don't need help. Um, and I think that, you know, especially when it comes to the group, we're you know, dealing with sexual addiction. It's a safe place to say, hey, like, this is not something that you can handle on your own. Exactly. Yeah. And so how have you... At what point did you realize that this was not something that you wanted to handle on your own or that you could handle? Yeah. And that's a great segue even in that. So safe places growing up in the church. Yes. um, 
you know, mom and dad taking me to church on Sundays and in a Christian school and grow up in the Bible belt. Um, not my whole life, but most of it. And yeah, you know, if you think it's, it's feels not safe, if, if you are listening to this and you're not a part of the church, you know, it's really interesting. You have this dynamic inside where it's like certain sins, like we can talk about speeding and lying and cussing and fussing, but we're not going to talk about porn or especially things like homosexuality. And, yeah. and so growing up in that Bible Belt context, there was not a safe place. And, you know, I think, Aaron, too, like just kind of pause here, because I think that's what uh, it turned a lot of people off from the church mm-hmm. is because they they see what is preached. But then you see pastors in, in mm. adulterous affairs. You yeah. see the God, you know, these men of men of God and they've stepped out on their wives or they've had a homosexual relationship or, um, you know, they've, they've entertained even something like child pornography or, um, they're, they're especially in in sexual immorality, because I, one thing I've realized is that I think everybody, but especially men struggle with some form of sexual sin. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the one that has been so taboo in the church is homosexuality, which is, you know, I'm sure was when you were struggling with that, it was very hard to, to, to have anybody to come, come to and and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this Mm -hmm. because what, I mean, I can imagine the shame that that the enemy put on you with that. I mean, the amount of fear, um, yeah, that I felt that mainly that my father like earthly, my dad would disown me. Um, and so there, there wasn't a safe place to struggle. And, and a side note on the word struggle, I don't think we really know what it means because the struggle means to fight. Yeah. And right now, the, the, the media push says, no, don't fight. Surrender to surrender to whatever. And, and it's the first time, you know, would you tell that to somebody who's having an urge to pick up a knife and stab their wife or husband? Would you say, oh, yeah. oh, go just do that. That's great. You or, know, or even a, you know, I would even say like suicide. People who struggle with with suicidal thoughts. Yeah. I mean, are we going to encourage somebody to, to kill themselves? Yeah. No, you know, this is not who you are. Yeah. This is what you're experiencing. This is the the your earthly body that's mm-hmm. that's messing with you, but it's not who you are. Exactly. And is that and, that and and that is what you mean by redeeming identity, right? And so, so redeeming identity, the fully in the the why is that I was at a place and I thought there's no hope for me. I I remember going to one pastor in college and I feel like sadly, this is what's told to a lot of people. And and I know this is not a popular opinion. I know that, that even sharing this in the first episode, this is not a popular thing. 
But it's I, funny because we're going through that series right now in church. Unpopular. Yeah, unpopular. Okay, go ahead. And I've heard this in the church. Oh, well, you're maybe you're just going to have to be celibate and single because you're you just have these desires and maybe God gave them to you even or um, and so let's even celebrate the fact that your same sex attractive. No, let's identify you. You're same sex attracted, which on the surface doesn't sound that bad. But I feel like we are selling ourselves short of, you know, uh, the word redeeming. Mm. There's power. Yeah. Because it's taking something that was lost and bringing it back. Right. It's buying it back for sure. Cause when you redeem something, you exchange what is, you know, there's an exchange and, and God did that for us. And we're, we get to live that out. And, and so my heart really began at that point in college when this pastor said, well, when I, when I shared, you know, I think I might be gay. I, I don't want these I don't understand. I'm having these thoughts and these attractions towards these guys. And, and he, he said, well, maybe you're just going to have to be celibate and single. And I remember feeling so hopeless mm. at that point. I can imagine. And like this kind of like this out, well, where in the world do I fit in this world? You know, my, my, I'm not going to have anywhere with my family. I'm going to have anywhere with God. And what turned it around was going to a guy named Matt Dean, awesome pastor. And I, I began, I shared with him and he just stopped. He looked me right in the eyes and he, you know, gently put his hand kind of like on my chest right here. You know, he said, Aaron, you're not, you're not gay. And it doesn't even matter what you thought or been tempted by or looked at or lusted after yeah you're not a homosexual yeah i think i think that's a, a good place to just pause and say hey listen this <clears throat> this podcast is is not passing judgment on anybody this is two men right here who have probably run the gamut when it comes to sexual sins. yeah um and have experienced a lot of shame mm-hmm. uh we've experienced a lot of uh judgment um but ultimately, I think the the thing that um, you and I connected on as friends was that we're, we're both beloved sons of God. Amen. And when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he did it knowing every sin we were going to commit and every sin we're going to commit. Yeah. And I think that was one of the greatest things about the group was the realization that when I mess up, not if, not if, when. It's not like, oh, there goes Scott again. Oh, there goes Aaron again. Man, just he's never going to get it. It's not, he already knew. He did it anyway. Yeah. So this is not coming from a place of judgment. This is literally for people who are struggling and, and trying to wrestle with their identity mm. that the world is trying to assign them. Yes. When the real identity 
has was assigned before the universe was formed. Mm. The, the the earth cannot put an identity on you. Yeah. It it does it, it can put a label, but it's not your identity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think a lot of times, especially Christians, get a bad name because it, it feels like, oh, don't look at my sin. Look at this sin over here. And, mm. and so you see a lot of Christians, and I don't want to condemn anybody, but I've I've seen this myself where when people mess up, there's a lot of finger pointing. You see a lot on Facebook, uh, <laughs> in comment section, right? The wild west. Yeah. And 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 <laughs> and nobody says it better than Jesus, right? It, he who is that without sin, throw throw the first stone, cast the first stone. Yeah. We're not casting stones here. Trust me, we're not casting stones. Yeah. You can't throw a stone when you live in a glass house, right? No. So um, Amen. that's so true. Yeah. And and you know, I love one of my favorite stories, and this will be kind of this, if anything, will be my prayer for for this ministry. And this podcast from John chapter eight, and it's the woman. There's a story of a woman caught in the act of adultery. And it's a really interesting dynamic. You see the Pharisees back in the Bible times were these like, you think about your biggest Bible thumper today. That you, you think about those people that go out and with megaphones and with the signs and say, God hates fags. That's the Pharisees. Okay. Right. It's, it's the law keepers for everybody else. Telling everybody else, hey, you know, so many times in, in the Gospels of uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, Jesus, your disciples aren't blah, 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 or they are doing this. And you know, that's not right. Yeah. It's like, they're the, Hey, let me show you all the rules. Yeah. And, and so they didn't like, you know, obviously that Jesus was <laughs> claiming to be the son of God. Of course. And so they're like, we got to trip this guy up. And so they pull this woman out who's caught in adultery Uh, side note, just the woman. So that's interesting, right? Yeah. No man. Yeah. Just the woman. Yeah. And, you know, it just really goes to show, you know, this, this podcast is not just if you struggle with same sex attraction or transgenderism or, you know, sexual brokenness, it's, it's anything. Yeah. It's knowing your worth or your value, feeling devalued as a woman or a man or, or whatever it is, because identity in anything there you go. other than beloved son or beloved daughter of a loving, good God is going to sell us short every time. So it's, it's for, um, for men who may be struggling with sexual identity, be it straight or homosexual, bisexual, whatever society wants to put a label, maybe for a woman who has put herself out there with a lot of men, mm-hmm. uh, a man 
who has cheated on his spouse a hundred times. Yeah. Um, and that he's just a cheater. Um, and the, the, the woman just, just, just a whore or the man is just a homosexual, the labels that just. you get put on. Yeah. You're, you're just, just, I didn't times, mean to say that, but right? yeah. How many times have you heard something <clears throat> on anything? Well, well, you're just, you're, oh man, whatever, you know? Yeah. Hey, that's what I mean. That's pointed, right? That's it's the a, point. There's a point of fact. I'm doing you it. Were lowering, you were lowering. You were just. You're reducing something, yeah. somebody. Then it's not the enemy is trying to reduce you yeah. to something which is less than what God designed you to be. Yeah. So if you think about that in context with that story, the yeah. woman. So this poor girl not only is humiliated because she's caught like, like the shame of like, you're in the act, you know, you imagine the, the, Oh my gosh, the sheer, the, the fear and the shame right there. And I think about in that moment, you know, had this happened before, was she promiscuous? Did they know Was she known and that Jesus comes when they, I just have this picture of them throwing her down before him. Mm-hmm. Jesus, we caught this woman in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses, it says that we are to stone her. What do you say? And it says that Jesus kneels down. And I'm guessing he kneels down with her. Um, And there's something really interesting. I heard a pastor, um, Jonathan Pacluda, out of Houston, Texas, say once that this would have maybe been in the temple. And you hear a lot of people say that he wrote in the dirt, but he doesn't say he, he wrote in the dirt. It says the ground. And so it could have been stone and the 10 commandments were written by the finger of God on stone. Mm. And so God's finger was writing those 10 commandments. I shall have no other gods, every single commandment, which is summed up in love God, love people. And then he stands up and he goes, so any of you that's without sin, you cast the first stone and talk about houses. And the old guys who have been around long enough to know, no, they just start dropping their stones. Mm-hmm. You hear the thud drop and walk away one by one. And then Jesus does this beautiful thing. He kneels down. And he turns to her and he says, woman, where are your accusers? And she replies, there are none, sir. And then Jesus looks her in the eyes and says, then neither do I condemn you. And and this is the king of the universe. Mm -hmm. And so that's amazing grace. But right. so many times I've heard a pastor stop short. 
He didn't stop with grace. Yeah. Because redeeming grace, redemption takes grace and truth. Because in order to get better, in order to, I need to hear the truth and I need to begin to take a step in the direction of what is true. And so he tells her, go now. What's the pastor Chris said is truth without grace is mean, but grace without truth is meaningless, meaningless. Yes. And it, and it, and we'll definitely get into this in later podcasts, but it, yeah. it takes away from the, the precious blood of Jesus when we don't have truth. And, yeah. and the fact that the very stones that were, that were thrown at her were going to be thrown at her, that very punishment, not, I don't know how long after Jesus took that from probably some of those same Pharisees who had brought that woman before him. So here's, here's where my mind's going in this whole conversation is that this woman, do you think she felt very comfortable in the church? Oh, no. And so now my question for you, mm. when you were struggling with your sexual identity and still, and still have to struggle and I and I still want, struggle. Okay. Right. And, yeah, good. and, and I'll say good. that because good. to struggle, yes. to struggle ensues a fight. Okay. When you, when you, we're realizing that this struggle was happening or as you started to come to terms with the struggle, did you feel welcome in the church? Absolutely not. And I think this is kind of, I think this is the very important point here because I think um, especially with, when it comes to homosexuality, mm. the the church has not done a very good job with, with welcoming in um, people who struggle with that. And um, as you know, and I've told you my, my older brother, yeah, um, struggles with a very, very similar thing. And I, you know, uh, I'll respect his privacy. Yeah. Um, when that first happened, you know, I, I was struggling with it and, um, and I had a, I had a really good, really good pastor. And I went to him and, and he said, uh, he said, well, he said, well, if, if we were going to ask the, ask homosexuals in the church to leave, we also need to ask the adulterers in the church to leave. And nobody would be left. <laughs> and that was what I was getting at. If we're gonna, if we're not gonna, if we're not gonna welcome people who are struggling with homosexuality, then, then we're also we're gonna have to people who struggle with porn, pornography and masturbation yeah. and other sexual sins, sins of a sexual nature. And like you said, <laughs> nobody's gonna be left. So why why do you feel like we we that is such an off topic off we. we <laughs> Why do you why do you feel like the Christian church doesn't want to touch the topic of homosexuality and, and the struggle, but the people a real struggle that people have? Yeah. Well, I think that sadly there are some that that are touching it that are way too much grace. Yes. With no truth. Okay. And that is not saving grace. And there is also another whole group that is way too much truth, with no grace. And that is not saving. I did not. I did not even mean for that transition to just happen. But what what you just said led right into that. Yeah. Right. right? There is there is there are two extremes. And yeah. I see it. Come as you are. I see it. And, and, and don't change. Yeah. Be yourself. Yeah. That's who you are. No, 
Jesus went to the woman caught in adultery, said, that's not who you are. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. And and one of the things we talked about in our group, and it was this quote from C.S. Lewis and that he went off and it was basically that you were designed for more. For sure. And, you know, I was listening to one of my favorite songs and you'll hear this band referenced many times. And it's a band called 10th Avenue North song called You Are More. You are more than the choices that you've made. You are more than the sum of your past mistakes. You are more than the problems you create. You've been remade. So who is this podcast for? This podcast is specifically geared to to you if if or somebody that you are in the family with that maybe to get an understanding of what they're going through. Maybe you're a pastor and you don't know how to reach this person. Yeah. And my heart would be that this is for you who is silently struggling right now. There you go. And you don't know where to turn. And, and like me, maybe you're trying your hardest to try to make the feelings go away or the thoughts or the fears go away. So, so you're just doing what I did. I, I, I ran to as much heterosexual, but only girls, because I was so afraid I can't have a guy in that picture or in that video. So I'm going to run as fast as I can and try to tell myself, mm-hmm. good. I'm not an outcast. Yeah. I'm not lost. I'm not a homosexual because somewhere in there, yeah, there was that. So it's for you who are at that hopeless place and you just, and so we're at where, I don't want to leave you is exactly where Jesus didn't leave that woman. And that's at saying, not just, Hey, you're not condemned, Mm. but Hey, there's a way forward and a way out. And so that's, this podcast is the journey. It's, it's that place of the, of being at that meeting place with Jesus and you, you looking around and him going, hey, I don't condemn you. And you won't find that here. You won't find any condemning here. And, yeah. and us saying, okay, now go. And this is kind of where we'll close this episode is for sure. Man. In order for any of us to take a step in that direction that Jesus said, go now and leave your life of sin. There you go. Where I began to learn how to do that because I began to learn the truth in grace about the true identity of God. That's so good. And the true identity of me. And it, and it's, and, and, uh, and where you're going to find it and where we will walk together is finding it and knowing and, and and this is really the theme song of this podcast. Maybe we'll get to play it on here. Got to figure <laughs> out that. But this is the theme song. This is good, good father. And we're gonna do it as we know that he is a good, good father. Two, he is, and I am loved by him. Love it. And, and that you want satisfaction, you want fuel, mm. 
it's in redeeming that identity. Redeeming your identity. Right. It's redeeming. <laughs> Finding. What, what better satisfaction can you have, Aaron, than living out the destiny that the God, the one true God, when he created, before he created the universe, he designed an Aaron brooch and he said, this is your identity. He put a, he put that fingerprint right there. He, he, <laughs> he went, he went, Hey, fingerprint, you know, he, he, he made, he made me, he made you. And it says in his image, that's pretty special. Mm. He, he was an artist and he was careful. I love in, in Psalm 139, it says he knit me together in my mother's womb. That's tender. That's not. Mm. That's he knit yeah. me together. He didn't weld you. Yeah. He didn't hammer you out. Yeah. He didn't forge you. He knit, yeah. he knit each one of you, each one of us together. Yeah. And so, so come, come back and learn how to walk out that true identity. You're not just what you've done. You're not just what you've thought, dreamed. You've not, you're not what you struggled with and you're not what this culture says. You are more, you are a beloved son. You are a beloved daughter of a loving, good God. Amen. And I hope that you come back. God bless you. Yeah.